ان الحمد لله تعالى نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن الا وانتم مسلمون يا ايها الناس اتقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحده وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والارham ان الله كان عليكم رقيبا يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم اعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما اما بعد فان اصدق الحديث كتاب الله تعالى وخير الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الامور محدثاتها وكل محدثه بدعه وكل بدعه ضلاله وكل ضلاله في النار the shortest surahs of the quran are those that consist of three verses and there are three such surahs in the quran surah al-asr and surah an-nasr and surah al-kawthar and out of the three of them the one that is shortest in terms of words is surah al-kawthar a surah that we are all very familiar with, that we've memorized, that we read, perhaps even on a daily basis in our salah. A surah that all of us are familiar with. But despite the brevity of this surah, and despite its concise number of words and verses, it is extremely important in its message. Because it deals with the fundamentals of our religion. But it deals with it in a way that perhaps some of us have never really thought about before. Allah Azza wa begins in this surah and he says, Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim, inna a'atayna al-kawthar. Indeed, we have given to you meaning to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, al-kawthar. And what is collected in Sahih Muslim on the authority of Anas ibn Malik radiyallahu an. He said that we were once sitting in the company of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And as we were sitting with him, there overcame the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam what would overcome him when revelation was being revealed to him alayhi salatu was salam. He said that after that revelation finished, he looked up and he smiled. So he said, O Messenger of Allah, what makes you smile? He said, for indeed my Lord has given to me al-kawthar. Do you know what al-kawthar is? They said, Allah and his Messenger know best. He said, al-kawthar is a river that my Lord has promised to me in Jannah. And then the Prophet ﷺ explained that from amongst the benefits of that river is that people on the day of judgment from his ummah will be able to come and drink from it. Whosoever drinks from that river will never experience thirst again. And then the Prophet said ﷺ, but as I am there serving my ummah, giving them water from this pond, then from amongst the people that will come will be people that I recognize from my ummah. But the angels will drive them away. So I will say, they let them come for they are from my ummah. And the angels will reply, you don't know what they did to your religion or what they innovated after you. This hadith is a familiar hadith that I think to most of us. But its message is extremely important. Because the meaning of al-kawthar is not just the river that was given to the Prophet ﷺ. That river as we know from the narrations of the sunnah is a river that is based in Jannah. But its water will flow out of Jannah. 
and he will come into the land of gathering into another place where water will gather that is known as the hawd the pond of the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam and that is where the ummah of the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam will meet with their messenger alayhi salatu wasallam that is the place as the prophet told us sallallahu alaihi wasallam the cups on the banks of that pond will be like the number of the stars in the sky that is the one that if you drink from it, you will never experience thirst again. And that is the pun that people are driven back from if they innovated in this religion. In what is collected by Imam Tirmidhi, in the hadith of Abdullah ibn Umar, radiyallahu anhumah, he said, the Prophet said, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, al-kawthar nahrun fil jannah, hafatahu min dhahab, wa majrahu ala al-durri wal-yaqut, turbatuhu atyabu min al-misk, wa ma'uhu ahla min al-asal wa abyadu min al-thalj. He said, Al-Kawthar is a river in Jannah. Its banks are made of gold. And its bed is made of precious stones. Its soil, the soil that you find from that water, the soil, it is more fragrant than musk. Its water is sweeter than honey, whiter than pure snow. That river that Allah Azza wa Jal says in this, in this surah, the name, the name, or the, uh, name after which this surah is given, that river is only an example of what Al-Kawthar is. Because Al-Kawthar in the Arabic language means abundance. He means to be given a great amount. And as Abdullah ibn Abbas radiallahu anhumah said in his tafsir of this verse, and many of the scholars of tafsir followed him in this, they said that Al-Kawthar is every good that was given to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam. The greatest of its examples is the river that Allah will give to his Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam on Yawm Al-Qiyamah. But Al-Kawthar is every good. So the Qur'an is from the Kawthar, the abundance of good that Allah gave to the Prophet ﷺ. The Sunnah is from Al-Kawthar. The guidance that we have in our religion is Al-Kawthar. Everything that you do as part of this religion, this very Salah, sitting in the masjid, listening to the Khutbatul Jumu'ah, is from the Kawthar given to the Prophet ﷺ. Everything that brings into your heart tranquility and inner peace because you are worshipping Allah, coming closer to Allah, obeying Allah Azza wa Jal, it is from the kawthar that Allah gave to His Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And that meaning is a more relevant meaning to me and you because the kawthar that is given to the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam is specifically for him Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, but by extension his ummah benefit from it. But that's something in Yawm Al-Qiyamah. But in order for you to attain that Al-Kawthar, because the hadith of Anas shows that there are people from this ummah that don't get to drink from that water. They don't get to be served by the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. They don't receive the honor of coming to the hawd of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. In order to achieve and attain that Al-Kawthar, you must take the Al-Kawthar that Allah gave to you, that the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam left behind for me and you in this life. What is that Al-Kawthar? That is every part of your religion that the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam gave to you. Didn't the Prophet tell us sallallahu alaihi wasallam towards the end of his life that I have left amongst you two things? So long as you hold on to them, you will never go astray. The Book of Allah and my Sunnah. That is al-kawthar. So everything that you do that your religion tells you to do, everything that you stay away from that your religion tells you to stay away from, when you do it with a sense of ikhlas, of sincerity and following the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam, that is al-kawthar. And that is why Allah azza wa then goes on to say in the second verse of this surah, فَصَلِّ لِرَبِّكَ وَنْحَرُ Allah azza wa says to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam, you've already attained al-kawthar. But that's not enough. He says, then pray to your Lord and sacrifice for him. 
Because in order for you to attain that goodness, that goodness must meet two conditions. Those two conditions you see in these two acts of worship more than perhaps any other of the acts of worship of Islam. In prayer and in sacrifice, number one, that you must have ikhlas, sincerity in your worship. And number two, that the act of worship must be in accordance to the guidance of the Prophet ﷺ. If you hold on to those two, then you will have inshaAllah ta'ala not only the abundance, the kawthar in this life, but more importantly the reward on Yawm Al-Qiyamah. Those people in the hadith of Anas radiallahu who come and are driven away, and the Prophet ﷺ recognizes them. He calls out to them. He uses the wording, Ummati, they are from my Ummah. And that description, that ascribing of them being from the Ummah is one of honor given to the people who follow the Prophet ﷺ. But it is negated from them. The honor is removed from them because they didn't follow it through. Because they didn't complete the conditions that they need in order to attain Al-Kawthar. And so Allah Azza wa concludes this surah and He says, إِنَّ شَانِئَكَ هُوَ الْأَبْتَرُ The one who curses you, meaning the Prophet ﷺ is the one who is cut off. Cut off from all good, from receiving guidance, from receiving the reward that Allah Azza wa and the mercy and forgiveness that Allah gives to those who follow that guidance. And in the time of the Prophet ﷺ, those people are his enemies. Those people are the ones who cursed the Prophet ﷺ, who attacked him, who oppressed him, who persecuted him and his followers ﷺ. But after his death, it is anyone who curses, who turns away from his sunnah, from his teachings, who thinks that they have a better form of abundance and guidance than the one left by the Prophet ﷺ. Those people are also cut off because they have turned away, and that turning away is a type of cursing. It is a type of looking down and diminishing the status of something. When you turn away from guidance, then you turn away from the one to whom the guidance was given, sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And that also is something which causes you to be cut off. This surah therefore encapsulates for us the most important principles of our religion. Three verses and Allah azza wa gives to you Islam. In order for you to attain the reward of the next life, you must take the path in this life. And that path is by following Allah Azza wa Jal, by obeying Allah Azza wa Jal, worshipping Him in sincerity, and by following the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. If you do that, then from the greatest honors that you will receive by Allah's permission on the Day of Judgment, is that Allah Azza wa Jal will allow you to come and to see that river that is Al-Kawthar, and before that, the pond of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. May Allah Azza wa Jal grant that honor to us and our parents and our families. Wa sallallahu ala nabiyyina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'een. بسم الله والحمد لله والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين ما بعد. The companions would often ask the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم ومسنجر الله where will we meet you on يوم القيامة. As the Prophet said صلى الله عليه وسلم in some narrations he said to them that the place that we will meet is at the Hawb. It is at my pond. That is the place where the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم will wait for his ummah. To attain that honor is from the greatest of honors of the Prophet Sallallahu that, 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 that a person can receive on the Day of Judgment. And that is why it was from the practice of the early Muslims that they would make dua for this. That they would ask Allah Azza wa to bestow upon them that blessing of being able to take from the hawd and the pond of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And what is collected in the Muslim of Imam Ahmad, Anas radiallahu anhu, 
And this is many years after that first hadith that we narrated at the beginning of the khutbah. This is many years after the Prophet wasallam passes by, passes away. Anas radiallahu an, when he's an old man, someone came to him and he said that there are people who deny that, that, that on Yawm Al-Qiyamah there is such a thing called the Hawd or the Kawthar. They deny that there's such a thing that as a person being able to go there and drink from that water. Anas radiallahu an replied and he said that had I been present when they were there, I would have set them straight. They said, Oh Anas, did you hear the Prophet ﷺ speak about this? He said, Yes, I heard it with my own two ears. But more than that, I remember the old women of Medina, after they would finish their prayers, one of the du'as that they would often make is the du'a that oh Allah allow us to come to the hawd of the Prophet ﷺ. Who are the old women of Medina that Anas an is speaking about? If Anas an is from the younger companions, and he says the old women of Medina, when I was young I remember them, who are they? Other than the wives of the companions and the mothers of the companions and the sisters of the companions, radiallahu anhum ajma'in. I remember these old women. After they would finish their salahs, one of the du'as that they would make is that they would ask Allah Azza wa Jal for, for the ability to come to the hawd of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. It is a du'a that we have neglected, a du'a that we don't often make. But to understand the meaning of that du'a, how that du'a is achieved and attained is more important. To take the principle of the sunnah and to apply the surah and to apply it is more important. But to make that dua is also something that we should be doing. We ask Allah Azza wa on this blessed day of Jumu'ah that He blesses us and our families to be from amongst those who will come to the pond of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. That Allah honors us by allowing us to be served by the hand of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. That we are from amongst those who will drink from its water and never experience thirst again. We ask Allah Azza wa that He showers His mercy, blessings and forgiveness upon us, our families and our communities and that Allah Azza wa Jal makes our affairs easy for us. Subhana Rabbika Rabbil Izzati Amma Yasifun. Wassalamun ala mursaleen. Walhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. This recording was produced by Green Lane Masjid. For more information on the activities and services the mosque provides, please visit www.greenlanemasjid.org.